Welcome to another episode of Two Guys, One Topic. I'm Liam. I'm Ollie. And for those of you that don't know, or for any new listeners, each week we take a topic that we know very little about, we give ourselves a week to read and research all about it, and then share what we feel are the most important pieces of information with you. Yeah, we're not experts in anything we talk about on this podcast. It's just basically a summary of what we've learned and what we found out over the week. But hopefully by sharing some knowledge with you all, we can all learn just a little bit more about a whole load of things. Sounds good to me, Liam. Let's get on with this week's topic, which is the summer solstice. Liam, this week's topic is the summer solstice. Like we traditionally do, can you let everyone know what it was that you thought about the summer solstice before we got into our week of reading and research? Not a lot this week, I don't think. I think it has something to do, that. well, I mean, I thought it had something to do with um, Stonehenge and those Druids and... That's about it. I, I don't know. I mean, now I know what it is. I, I think I should have known the answer, but I, okay. I don't think a week ago I could have told you what it was. Yeah. So I think that's about it. Something to do with Stonehenge and Druids was about all I knew. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, sort of similar to me. It being a party, sort of uh, people coming together and it's normally a pretty long day of the year. Well, that's why I, I think it's the summer solstice, something to do with the sun being around for a bit of a long time. And that's what people are celebrating. But turns out there's quite a lot more to it that I didn't really know much about so it's been really interesting getting into it it turns out also that we have to go back up to space again <laughs> I feel like every other podcast we should change the name of our podcast the two guys one topic do space because it seems out I've got to go back to space and try and explain something else <laughs> <laughs> I like that yeah it turns out that there is a little bit of space involved in this isn't it as soon as we're talking about the sun but before we dive into that then we always like to try and just understand a little bit like where it came from, where the tradition of it was, the name of it, and that normally leads us back to some sort of etymology. So I'm pretty sure you've got this covered. Yeah, so solstice. Solstice comes from two Latin words, sol meaning sun and stitium meaning still or stopped. And that's because on the day of the summer solstice, the sun is at its highest point noon at midday so throughout the year every midday the sun is slightly higher and it's moving up through the sky but then on the summer solstice the sun appears to stop moving any higher and it's just sitting at that really high point so that's where the term solstice sun still uh came yeah from. yeah nice i had a slightly different derivative on the the old latin word that it comes from sol cystia which means to stand still. But yeah, exactly the same thing. It's where on that day and the, and the, the days relatively around it, it, it appears that the sun doesn't move too much from that position in the sky. I'd like to know if we've got any Latin speakers and can tell us what which one of those it was. So I said it was stitium, meaning still or stopped, but you've said... Sistia. Meaning... Stand still. Oh, ah, well... Maybe that is true. We don't know. <laughs> Obviously, you know, we've only got what we can find out, haven't we? So 
we've talked about like what the word means, Ollie. I think we should probably explain what it actually is, shouldn't we? Like, what is the summer solstice? Yeah. So it turns out that the summer solstice, it marks the longest day of the year. So that's where you have the most sunshine hitting the day, hitting the earth and giving you the, the longest day of the year. And then on the flip side, it turns out that there's actually another solstice, which is the winter solstice. And that is the one that marks the shortest day of the year. Yeah. So as we are, so it's on um, the summer solstice in the Northern hemisphere is it's always in June. It's always June 20th, 21st or 22nd. I think this year it's on the 21st, isn't it? That's right. So it's on one of those three days. Um, And then uh, our winter solstice is in December and it's on December the 20th, 21st or 22nd. And then the Southern Hemisphere, so if you were down in Australia, they have the exact opposite. Their winter solstice is our summer solstice and vice versa. That's right. And that's something which we could probably get ourselves muddled up with a little bit this episode with the whole Northern Hemisphere, Southern Hemisphere, you know, when it's when it's closest, when it's furthest away, all of those types of things. But we'll, we'll try and keep that as clear as possible for everybody. And we're predominantly, we're talking about the summer solstice and the Northern Hemisphere, aren't we? But the reason why it can change where it happens, which date it can happen from the 20th, 21st or 22nd of June, is because the Earth's rotation around the sun isn't precisely 365 days, it's 365 and a quarter days. So that's why we then add in the leap year every four years to then catch up, to make sure that we're we're then back on um, level terms again. But that's why it can then end up just shifting between the 20th, 21st and 22nd of June. Yeah, that is exactly right. And uh, this year's solstice, as I said, will be on the 20th summer solstice in the northern hemisphere with the 21st of June at 10.13 UK time. So wherever you are from there. We got, you know, we got listeners everywhere. You know, we might have people in the southern summer's hemisphere. So we got some friends in Australia. Yours will be 21st of June. That'll be your winter solstice. Am I right in saying this? It's at that time, at the same place, all around the world, at that same time. Yes, because of the nature of the Earth rotating around the sun. Yeah. So that is when that is when the summer solstice is happening at that precise time you were just saying for everybody at the same time yes yeah yeah it, it, yeah so i'm gonna have to try and explain why this happens aren't i i think you've got to you've got to actually let us know then so why does it actually happen or how does this actually happen okay hope everybody likes listening to me because i'm gonna have to talk for a little bit me and i always say we try and like not have one of us talk for too long but this is going to require some explaining uh, do you want to explain about the angle of the earth though first well this this is fundamental so this this is one of the things that that is really important and if people weren't aware that the earth spins on its own axis but it spins on a tilted axis and it's it's approximately it's about 23 and a half degrees and the reason why that's really important is that gives us our our seasons and our our weather and we wouldn't have the the, the seasonality that we have unless we're on this angle. We talk about this a little bit in our weather episode, I think, back from season one, just how the sun heats up the earth in different places and how that then gives us our, our summer and winter and the, the different weather we have. But I'll let you take it from there then, Liam. <laughs> yeah, so, right. Okay, here we go then. 
Get ready for this. So the Earth is tilted towards the sun, right? So what that means is part of the Earth gets more sun than the other part of the Earth, right? And that's that's why we have these solstices, because one place is more sunnier than the other place, okay? And when so you say one place, you mean, you mean the southern hemisphere and the northern hemisphere? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like a big place. I mean, yeah. like, we're talking a big place here, but yeah, like, because it's tilted towards the sun slightly, you've got it, it's on a bit of a wonk. So here's my explanation then. Imagine if you will, I'm standing in a big field and in front of me is a bonfire, right? And I am facing the bonfire, okay? The bonfire represents the sun, I represent planet Earth. But I am slightly tilted towards the, the bonfire. So imagine I'm leaning towards that bonfire, okay? There's a point where I'm leaning facing the bonfire, right? There's only one point. As I'm facing the bonfire, my face gets all of the sun and my toes do not get very much sun. I know in real life they'd probably get pretty warm, but they're, they're facing, they're away from the sun, whereas my head is into the sun. We're imagining that you're levitating, shall we? That you're just sort of like yeah, okay. leaning in, leaning in a little bit. Yeah, so my head's getting all the sun and I'm spinning on the spot because the earth spins and the, the top half of me, my head and shoulders, they're all getting quite sunny. But my feet, which represent the southern hemisphere, like Australia, they're not really getting much sun. I mean, they're getting some, but they're not getting a lot, right? Now, I'm going to go round the fire, but I'm going to keep facing the same. My tilt, I'm going to keep, my eyes are going to keep looking the same way. So as I go round the bonfire, when I get to the opposite side of the bonfire, I'm still leaning the same way, but that means my head is now leaning away from the bonfire, but my feet are now towards the bonfire. So my feet are now getting roasty toasty, but my head's now leaning slightly away from the bonfire. So my feet have now got a bit of sun. They are now in their, solst their summer solstice, and my head, which is now slightly pointed away, is in the winter solstice. And that's basically it. <laughs> that's as far as my explanation goes but i did work out a couple of other things there's a couple of important circles around the earth yeah so we've also got we've got the solstices and then we've also got equinox haven't we which might be another yeah, so another word just to throw in there as well the the equinox happens in between those two so when i'm exactly like a quarter of the way around the sun and i'm i'm face it so the sun's imagine the sun's on my left hand side and i'm leaning it doesn't matter that i'm leaning my side is all going to get as warm as the whole of my side's going to get equally warm yep because my lean is is not towards or away from the sun it's actually parallel with the sun and that's called an equinox and then that happens on the other side as well yes yeah yeah, yeah. I'm coming that's from right background. and so the equinox that marks out two days of the year so we're saying it happens if we imagine your your left hip on one equinox and your right hip when you're going around the bonfire yep. on the other one. So that marks out yep. two days of the year where the day and the night is of equal length. That's what an equinox yep. and is. The, and the part of me that gets the most sun, which would be my hip, even though my whole side is getting hot, my hip is ever so slightly closer to the sun than anything else. My hip would be the equator. That yep. is what the equator is of the earth. It's the point that's closest to the sun. Um, and then there's other, there's two other ones we said w w when we were talking about. There's something called the Tropic of Cancer and the Tropic of Capricorn. Now, there are two other lines, imaginary lines around the Earth. They are, as I'm, if I'm leaning into the sun with my face, my nose is going to get extra warm because that's closer than anything else. That is the Tropic of Cancer, okay? That would be the Tropic of Cancer. So as the Earth leans slightly towards the sun, the part of the Earth that is actually closest, even though everything is pretty much as close, 
that part of the earth, that ring around the earth is called the Tropic of Cancer. And uh, on the other way around, opposite, when you're on the other side and you're, my toes are leaning towards it, it'd be my heels that would be getting the most sun uh, with the earth. That's called the Tropic of Capricorn. That's it. So yeah, Northern Hemisphere, Tropic of Cancer, Southern Hemisphere, Tropic of Capricorn. It's a bit interesting how they've actually got their names though, isn't it? Those two lines. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm hoping I'm done explaining. I don't know if anyone can, can uh, get that. Hopefully somebody maybe was like, that makes sense. I sort of get that. What we'll do is we'll put a couple of pictures up on our socials as well, just to show you. It won't be a picture of Liam leaning into a bonfire, but we'll put up a picture just to give you some idea about how the earth tilts and how that is relation to the sun, just to explain that. So if you... If you maybe just want to flick onto Instagram or, or Twitter at Two Guys One Topic, then you'll see the picture there whilst you're listening, just to further explain that. But sorry, yeah, go, going back to the the Tropic of Capricorn and the Tropic of Cancer, their names could be different potentially, couldn't they? Yeah, they were named because when they when they realised they were things, the sun was positioned in the constellation of Cancer, and in June. And then when they noticed the um, the winter solstice, it was the sun was in the constellation of Capricorn. So they called them the Tropic of Cancer and the Tropic of Cancer. But due to the nature of how the Earth moves around, um, I don't think that's still true. I think on the summer solstice, the sun is actually now in the Taurus constellation, I'd read. So it should be called the Tropic of Taurus. But I don't know if that's true. <laughs> it doesn't sound quite as catchy, does it? It's one of those things. If you just called it something forever... It's going to be impossible to try and get everyone to um, to change their mind. What's this new line? What's this new latitude line yeah, that everyone's yeah. added in here? Yeah. Where's this one? There are some in, a couple of other important ones. Um, so just talking about where the sun is hitting the earth. And if we go back to when we did Antarctica, and we spoke about the Arctic as well, this is where you get the Arctic Circle. And the Antarctic Circle. So the Arctic Circle in the north, which is 66 and a half degrees latitude, when the summer solstice hits, that is where they have 24 hours of sunshine happening throughout the whole day, day and night. Yep. And then the opposite. So where that earth is tilted, it's where you then have continuous nighttime on the in Antarctica. And they can go months, they can go from like March to September. In, yeah, six months at a time. Yeah, having just full sunlight or having full darkness. So yeah, another another important reason go, they, why the tilt comes in there. Another important reason why the tilt comes in there and then creates that continuous daytime or nighttime. Yeah, and then they go through the summer solstice and over two or three days, it suddenly becomes dark for six more months. Yeah, you know, really so yeah the, the Arctic and the Antarctic Circle mark the, the, the point where they have exactly 24 hours. Obviously, above that, they have even more or even less. So it turns out, though, like getting away from sort of the science, but yeah, the, the point where we have our longer days, you know, it's, it signals in like the start of summer, doesn't it? Essentially, it's like the days are getting longer. Today is the longest day of the year. So from now on, it's getting shorter or Conversely, today's the shortest day of the year. So from now on, you know, it, it sort of ushers in summer or signifies winter's on the way. But it turns out like all through time and all through the world, people have realised that fact, didn't they? Yeah, massively. People have been celebrating this for, for thousands of years. And it, it seemed that everybody around the world cottoned on to this whole idea that there was a point where 
the sun reached the highest point in the sky, you had your longest day of the year, and then it started to, to switch and started to head towards winter. And people have celebrated this in all sorts of different ways, like right from ancient Greece through to Rome um, and China. Some of the things that I was reading about in ancient Greece is they, they had a Greek festival called Cronia, which was linked to Kronos. And we, we learned about Kronos in our Greek mythology episode. And that's, he was the God of agriculture. And so what they would do is they would then have massive feasts and celebrations and they would then, um, yeah, have their, their slaves and and the the free men would participate in festivals and and they would all work together and almost praying that they'd have a healthy harvest when that came around praying to Kronos that that would, that would be the thing yeah that, that's because they know so when the solstice happens they know that's the longest day of the year and it's about to the winter's coming you know like a to quote game of thrones so <laughs> yeah. they would do all of these things and they would, you know, they would pray to the gods or celebrate the gods or whatever. Because yeah, like we were saying, they, they need they need the harvest in sort of autumn time so that you know they're ready for winter. So they knew what was coming ahead. So they would sort of try and prepare for it that way, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. It's similarly in China. So in ancient China, the summer solstice was the yin to the winter solstice is yang. And okay. know, China believed that yeah, that the powers of yin and yang were were, were really important. And so they made sure that they then equally celebrated the summer one as much as they then celebrated the winter one as well. And um, like there's evidence that this, that this is true in um, like in buildings and like in archaeology and stuff, isn't there? Yeah, so it's, there's called, like... it's called astroarchaeology, which was a bit of a rabbit hole you could get yourself lost in this week with researching. Yeah, so everyone's heard, well, let's go like the Sphinx, for example, right? Yeah. On the summer solstice, the sun comes square, like it comes straight through the pyramids, like like I, like I, exactly where it needs to be. And there is no way that was a coincidence. No, not at all. Really? Yeah, and another one is Chichen Itza in Mexico. So oh, yeah, one of the, the seven wonders of the world that we spoke about in our seven wonders of the world episode what they did is the the Mayans, they had super precise construction of the, the pyramids that they were building, like these four-sided pyramids. And they create this visual display twice a year where their central pyramid called El Castillo is one side of it has all of the sun completely on one side. And the other side is just completely in shadow and darkness. But the lines are so perfect, you know, the, the way that they've built it, which is crazy. And it draws in like thousands yeah. of spectators to go and see this, go and see this happen. And for them to have worked that out and build it so precisely, which was around 400 AD, is pretty impressive. Yeah. But And that's that's on the solstice. Like that doesn't happen for the rest of the year. Yeah. Like at that point on that day, it does this. Like, yeah. What, what was like, another one? There was another one called the Gate of the Sun in Gate Bolivia. Of the sun. Yeah, there's one, there's one in Colombia. And I, I didn't know this was one. It's called the, the Gate of the Sun. It's like a, it's called a stone monolith. It looks a bit like it looks like three Lego bricks in an N shape, but the sun comes right through the middle, like a like right through the middle on the solstice. But did so? Did they like like right? What day's the solstice? And then then like, do they build it while the solstice is happening so they can make sure it's in the right left a bit, left a bit, Jim, right a bit? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, how do they know where to put it? And like the, the pyramids took ages to build they yeah. couldn't have just waited 
and waited and waited and waited and then yeah. just did a little bit. That's um, not, that's some good planning, isn't it, from their side? There's a there's a pretty famous one, though, isn't there? Us being well, us Wiltshire born, like we aren't very far away from this, so there is a pretty famous one, though, isn't there? Yes, yeah, that's probably probably the the most famous one, which people will will think about, and somewhere where yeah, thousands of people rock up there every year. Nice use of the word rock. People rock up there every year to go and see what's what's happening. And it's Stonehenge in Wiltshire in the UK yep. in England. Yep. Yeah. Wiltshire is a, uh, a county in England, isn't it? If people aren't from England, uh, you can sort of think of the counties as like states, but massively smaller. No, it wouldn't even be that. Actually, they have counties in America, don't they? Ignore me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so what's it? It's probably about, I probably should look this up. It's probably about a hour and a half, two hour drive west of London. Yeah. yeah yeah it's not yeah and it's um it's basically a, a bunch of enormous rocks <laughs> stones look like huge massive bricks and they're all lined up it, i i can't imagine many people don't know what this looks like it's, it's yeah and uh they're all like stacked on top like like um like the gate of the sun it's like imagine two stood up really high and one sitting on top like an n shape yes but they're enormous and they've been there for thousands of years and on the summer solstice the sun pings right through the middle of one of them, doesn't it? Like the main yes. one. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's, there's there's a couple of parts of them where it lines up completely um, with with the sun coming up. Two of their their main stones that they have, but I don't know. Maybe Stonehenge could be in a whole episode on itself at some point because it's a bit of a mystery. And um, people seem to think it originally started to be built around five thousand years ago. Um, but they, they're not really quite sure how they did it. So it's yeah, pretty amazing that they then have managed to architecturally come up with this absolute precision of, yeah. of where the sun comes up during well, the... Were they built to celebrate the solstice? That's what I... That, no, and I don't know the answer to that. You know, I was like, when we were thinking about the solstice, like, did these things get built a, as a celebration? Because Because... Everyone was celebrating it anyway. So did they want to build something as, as a monument to that? Or is it just they were building something and went, I've had an idea what might make this look pretty cool. If we just angle it slightly this way, the sun's going to ping right through it on June 21st or something. They're still not entirely sure the reasons why it was it has been built. People are starting to come to the thinking that it seems more likely people are starting to like convene to that sort of thinking that they're built for the solstices and to worship, as we were saying earlier, worship some sort of gods to then make sure that they've got good things happening in the future. Yeah. Um, to mark yeah. this this switch and this this change of time. Yeah, okay. They do celebrate it nowadays, though, because then I was thinking, well, seems like a bit of an old thing, doesn't it? I was like, like my next thinking is I'm thinking about this this topic. I was like, well, it seems like a, who cares about that nowadays? Is it just just these druids at Stonehenge. But it turns out he's actually celebrating all over the place still, isn't it? Yeah, massively. And in, Absolutely all over the place, by the way, and yeah. literally everywhere. Well, I'd probably say it's mainly done in the Northern Hemisphere in countries where it is pretty cold and there's a lot of snow, mm-hmm. like, to, yeah. like normally. So this, this day, this midsummer, which as they term it in Sweden, it's just, you know, welcoming this, summer and this sunshine and this warmth coming in but they they still do a lot of things that are 
really traditional back then. I was reading that they some of the the traditions that people in Sweden have. I'd love to hear if this is this is accurate and true. Is that you walk around in barefoot on the morning dew for good health, and you also put a load of um, floral crowns, mainly in women's hair, to celebrate beauty and fertility on on this day. And there's there's a lot of people, a lot of Swedes apparently, they dance around like the similar to the maypole that people do in other yeah, okay. countries. I'd read about you talking about the dewdrops. I'd read that in Lithuania they consider them sacred. They they consider they're a sacred manifestation of life apparently in ancient Lithuania. So I don't know if that maybe is like a similar thing to uh, Swedes and um, the, the Scandinavians. You know, they yeah. go off and try and get the dewdrops, and they're particularly important on the solstice apparently. Yeah, yeah, no, I like that. That's good. There's there's also a, quite a few countries. So Finland's quite big into this, and I think Austria as well, where and Norway, where they set off enormous bonfires. They set off absolutely enormous bonfires yeah. to celebrate this. And there was actually in 2016 the record for the tallest bonfire was set, which was 155 and a half foot. Um, but then it was then Pretty broken well. two years later by a couple of feet in Austria. So yeah, people setting off these absolutely enormous bonfires in celebration of all this sun and light and going back to these deities that people are then celebrating. In Russia, they've got something called I, uh, uh, an event called Ivan Kupala. Ivan Kupala. Uh, and they, they'll make an effigy out of plants and grasses and then burn them to ensure they have a bountiful harvest. A bit like we were saying, like they've always done in the, it forever. You know, they're still doing it now. Still like, you know, I guess probably, you know, if you are still harvesting, you're still a farmer of which there are literally millions of people. You know, I imagine it's probably just carried on and on and on. Yes. Like, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want this to be great in come sort of October, September, October time when when the harvest is. Uh, Yeah. Probably one of of the most modern ones I was reading about is in Reykjavik. So you've got this in Iceland where there's something called the secret solstice. And this is just a huge festival. So it seems, just seems like a good excuse. Get loads of good bands together, um, have a few day festival and yeah, just enjoy yourself. So that, that seems like the most modern one that I can come across in terms of what, what happens I've, in terms of celebrations. I've got another modern one though. In Fairbanks, Alaska, they've got something called the nighttime baseball game. It's called the midnight sun game. And they're, they're celebrating the fact that they can get, you know, nearly 23 hours of daylight having had so much, uh, you know, dark, so they have, they've had a baseball game. It's been going on since 1906, apparently. Got you know, so I think that's quite a nice one. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But um, if we go back to to Stonehenge, what we were talking about is the type of people that mainly go there, or are most connected with going there, are druids and pagans. And so we could maybe just spend a a moment or two just sort of talking about some of the some of the, the traditions. The druids and pagans or witches have about going there and one of the ancient things that pagans would do is they would also like the whole idea of lighting fire as part of this this summer solstice um and i was reading that what they would do is their their festival they had one called letha l-i-t-h-a and this was an ancient festival in europe and one of the traditions that they used to have there was they would roll giant wheels that they would light on fire these enormous wheels and then roll them into water 
and it would be part of that balance again you know sort of coming back to that whole china yin and yang and the difference between the balance between fire and water and just this whole day and night um type of type of approach to things but druids and pagans it's not a religion is it it's just more like being one with nature and a time for reflection yeah yeah it's yeah it's like a belief isn't it like a, a love of nature and a respect for the past um yeah, they, you know they don't that I, I don't think they don't have a a god per se but yeah and they're just celebrating like earth and it, yeah. you know the solstice is a time to celebrate the earth and everything that the earth gives us i think and i think that's sort of why they celebrate it so much yeah very much i, I think they they like the term of saying that they're they're syncing with the natural world as in okay you know being being one and they're yeah, very much around the environmental protection and you know holding spiritual beliefs um and just trying to be a, a, a one with nature sort of ditching your, your mobile phone and some of your gadgets and just getting back to some some traditions um some of the traditional yeah. ways of, of working and, and being well maybe we should get up there and do like a live interview with a druid and see what they say see what see why they celebrate it might be interesting so this actually we should have said really we're doing it now aren't we because this, this comes at this episode is going to come out just before the solstice isn't it yes so uh hopefully you can give this a listen then you're coming up uh, this will be out before june 20th so yes yeah i don't know we might have time to get up to stonehenge it's only around yeah. the corner yeah it's not a bad shout we should maybe try and do that but yeah dru- druids they've, they've got a few different festivals that happen throughout the year but this is almost seen as their their biggest and most important one and they they recite loads of prayers and they share food and drink and just like come together and just um yeah treat it as a as a special day nice i haven't actually got anything more to talk about about the summer solstice if i'm honest i did have one thing which links back to another episode of ours galileo yeah go on then so when we when we read about galileo and how important he was and he was coming up with these ideas that went against the church. He then got put on house arrest, didn't he? And he wasn't yep. allowed to, yep. to go out. And apparently, the legend has it that it was on the summer solstice every year that he was forced to, to state that the sun revolves around the earth, which obviously was yep. going against what his beliefs were and him um, then... And the style. Exactly, in the science, and yeah, it was on the, the summer solstice every year where he had to then do this. Um, so yeah, that was just something, something a little which sort of linked in with something that we'd done before. And the Antarctic. Hey, it turns out we're starting to learn about everything. All you need to do <laughs> is listen to this podcast. You learn just a little bit about everything. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> hey, Perfect. strange one this week. It's happened once before, but we've both got the same takeaway, don't we? We we said what our takeaway was, and we both had the same one. Yes. So who's going to have the honour of saying what it was? Go on then, you go ahead with it. Okay, it's just a short one though, isn't it? And we, we sort of mentioned it there a little bit. You, you would think on the longest day of the year that it would be the hottest day of the year. Okay, there's, there tends to be, I, I think it's a certain misconception that the longest day of the year is the hottest day of the year, uh, shortest day of the year must be the coldest day of the year. That's not true though, is it? No. And that is not true because the earth takes a couple of weeks to warm up. So... You know, so you've got to stick it in the oven. The, the, the ground and the sea, the water, and everything needs to just warm up. At least we're getting more sunlight, but that sunlight's got to just warm us up just a smidge. And it tends to be about two weeks later when you'll get the hottest or the coolest day of the year. 
Yep, that's right. And it's known as the phenomenon of the delay or lag of seasons, just where it just takes that extra time for, for, the, for the Earth to heat up. Uh, it was quite interesting this week. Well, it always is. It, it, it seems, you know, do a topic and you're like, well, that's not going to have anything interesting in it. Uh, <laughs> I enjoyed this week. I, I I really enjoyed learning about it. I I think it was a bit complicated to get your head around in terms of easily getting muddled up with the, the Northern Hemisphere, Southern Hemisphere and the tilts. But using your your metaphor or you talking us through you leaning and levitating into a bonfire, I think that helped. So I hope that helped other people as well. Yeah, part of me. Yeah, so as I'm leaning into the bonfire, my head's getting all sunny. My feet are not getting so sunny. So my head is getting extra sun. I'm in summer solstice. My toes are not. As I move around the bonfire, my lean remains the same. But I'm now leaning away from the bonfire. Feet are getting ill. Yeah, easy. I, I thought that when I was at the gym. And I thought I got it nailed on how I'm going to explain this. But yeah, I think I can explain that. Um, yeah, good, good, good. I like it. I like the celebrations. I, I now know what why they're celebrating it. You know, that it's such a big deal, particularly regarding harvest and, you know, ushering in that summer or that winter time. Yeah, great, great work. Hopefully everybody's learned a little bit. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you for listening, everybody. We hope you've all enjoyed listening to, to this episode and you know a little bit more about the summer solstice, which will be happening soon for people in the Northern Hemisphere. If you've got any questions or you'd like to get in touch with us, please do so at Two Guys One Topic on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. And please carry on sharing the podcast, share some knowledge with your friends in some of those random countries around the world, and let us know where you're doing it. Look forward to speaking with you next Tuesday with another topic. Tuesday indeed. Get out there and share some summer solstice knowledge. Mm-hmm.